What is going on, Big Talk Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Oh, man. 1976. That's what we're headed. Time warp style. All right. My favorite year. Yeah, wasn't it the year you were born? It was the year I was born. It was an easy choice. (laughs) Um but when 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 I uh, we went back to look at this, I was like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, you're not supposed to remember that. anything from here, dude. Yeah, dude. So, um, let's talk business quick and let's get right into it, dude, because we have a lot of music we want to talk about. All right, sounds good. Uh, at Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram and TikTok. At Big Talk CG, excuse me, I'm gonna start over. Big Talk CG at Gmail dot com. Sorry, guys. Big Talk Podcast on YouTube and Facebook, at Big Talk CG on Twitter. If you go to Instagram, you hit our bio, you can find that link to the link tree. That's where you find everywhere we're at, man. We're everywhere. We are worldwide. We are universe-wide. We are Milky Way wide, baby. Wow, I like that one, dude. Here we go. So we were talking about, you know, what we want to do. We've done 87. We've done 92. 92. And we did 2011. Yes. Greg said, let's go back in time. Let's go back in time to the 70s. I said, all right, well, I'm going to, obviously, 76. I looked at it. Man, I put in a search just for, like, music. I was like, oh, my God, dude, we have to do this year. There's so much good stuff. I was actually very surprised at how much there Me was. Me, too. I was, so, I was so surprised on all, like, these classic hits that you just know, you know, and then you're, you're hearing more, and you're like, oh, this was the year it was released. At some point, was it, you know, 76 beginning, yeah. 76 ending? It's all in there, man. We have some good stuff. There's a lot of rock. There's some there's some disco. There's a little bit of punk in there, man. There's some, uh, you know, easy rock listening. Yeah, we're going to have, have freaking disco in there. I'm not the hugest fan of disco, but 76, you got to put it in there. It was the heyday. Uh, right. It was the heyday. Um, and we mixed it in there so you suckers can't skip it. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> no skipping past all the disco. It's all it's all sprinkled in there, if you know what I mean. So right off the top, there we go. We heard um, Tom Petty, uh, American Girl. Every time you hear that song, what do you think of first time you ever uh, you hear that? Dude, I think Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Every time I think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The yeah, opening dude, scene at, right? the high, at the high school, the toilet paper getting thrown up in the tree. Every single time I hear it, Me I too. think of that. And, of course, that was off of their debut album, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, self-titled. All right, man, let's let's go ahead and let's uh, move on to the second track. We got a lot to go. Greg, you know how many songs we got here we're going to try to get through today? Uh, 35. <sighs> 38. Okay. 38 okay. tracks. And let's go ahead and go to track two. All right. Woo. Starting off just right. Yeah. Of course, this is Thin Lizzy, one of my favorites of all time. Jailbreak. Love it, dude. Um, I, mean, I think everybody pretty much knows this. Uh, oh, yeah. This band, this song. Anyone who listens to uh, rock music. Um, it's not really my favorite song off of this album, but, you know, we've already played uh, Boys Are Back in Town mm-hmm. on an episode. We've already played Cowboy Song on an episode. I was like, yeah. You know, let's I, give let's give Jailbreak its due, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So, so was this released as a single? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. But this is this is a great album, uh, killer. Uh, like I said, they're, uh, I want to say they're probably their best known album. 
Oh yeah, from, for from, sure, dude. For listen. sure. You know, anybody if you say Thin Lizzy, you're thinking, you know, boys are back in town or jailbreak or something like that. Yeah. Listen. So yeah, we released this one, you know, right in the right, almost smack down, March, March in seventy six and uh Man, this was really the one that kind of broke them in America. Huge song. Um, and, you know, I went back and when I was listening to um, our episode, uh, I think it was the live album ones, and I actually okay. inadvertently said they were from England. And I apologize, they are from Ireland. They're an Irish band, so I just want to correct that. We do go back and listen to everything, so I just want to go uh, back and, and, you know... I made a mistake, guys. Is, I made a mistake, nation. Is that why? <laughs> is that when Arden, our, our downloads were, went low? Yeah. For a they, little bit? They went down to zero. And down to zero? They go, so, we'll teach Chris. Yeah, we'll teach him a lesson. We will teach him a lesson. You ready to go to the next song? Yeah, dude. Sounds good. Let's go. So, you know, same thing with this song, Fog Hat. Killer. Um, when you hear this song, what do you think of? Uh, uh, Dates and Confused. See, me too. You know, there's a part of the movie, uh, and that soundtrack is just killer, all full of 76. I think it was the 70, if I was right, it was set in 76, summer of 76. It was. It was the summer of 76 that uh, Days of Confused was So a lot of these songs that were playing, you know, they did good time piece, a period piece for that. But yeah, uh, this is definitely one of those, man. I love the song. Uh, It's kind of cool, like, you know, driving in the car, hanging out, you know, good grooving song. It's killer. Yeah, dude. Um, the uh, um, the album. The, the, see, here's the weird thing about when you do a year thing is sometimes you have to. Albums come out in '75. Albums come out in '77. Yeah. Singles get released later. Singles get released sooner. So some of these you guys are gonna be like, oh, that's not this. That's not that. But you know what? We are perfect imperfectionists, <laughs> and everything we're doing is gonna be perfectly imperfect. So. It may not fit right in 76. It may be from an album on 75 or maybe from 77. And you know what? Some things we're going to not play the song you want to hear or talk about the album you want to hear. But you know what? We're going to do 75 eventually. We're going to do 77. We're going to hit everything, uh, guys. So, But this one, really, you are right. Regardless of anything that you've said, 76, when the Days of Confused was the movie that this mm-hmm. went with, we're going to go with 76. And that's the first thing I think of is that movie every time. Yeah, me too. Totally love it. That's definitely one of my favorite movies, and the soundtrack is just super killer. I loved it. They they released one, and the music was so good, they had to release a part two of it like uh, a few years later on. Like Dirty Dancing did. Yes. I think Dirty Dancing did the same thing. The other thing I think about when I hear this song is that year at the Video Music Awards when Jim Carrey was dressed in like long, had long hair, and a band goes, would it kill you to play more fog hat? <laughs> Remember that shit? That was great, dude. That was, Let's go to the next song. You ready to go? They, yes. They usually say, like, Molly Hatchet. Hey, why don't you play with some Molly Hatchet? All right. Let's go. Woo. There we go. That's this, is, this is right up Greg's alley, it's I guess. It's not, but I guess, you know, later on in life, it, I learned to enjoy the disco music, and this happens to be it. Of course, this is ABBA, Dancing Queen. We all know it. Is it ABBA or ABBA? I say we, ABBA. We need... You guys from Sweden, let us know. Is it ABBA or ABBA? I think it's ABBA. You think it's ABBA? Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I don't know about that, but okay. What do you think of this song? Uh, love it now. I didn't as a kid when it was out, but, you know, you've seen it in so many movies, uh, so many soundtracks, and pop culture played it out. So, 
you know, ABBA has a or ABBA has a lot of hits, and this is one of them that people will know that want to sing and dance to. So I think it's killer now. I have nothing against it. Good groove, makes me want to dance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I guess I'm okay with it. I, I'm not really a huge. I'm not a huge ABBA fan, but it's one of those things where you um, you understand the significance of something, even though it's something you don't listen to. Sure. And the significance of this band is definitely uh, huge in disco, Swedish music, um, and everything like that. Of course, this was off the Arrival album. Uh, it's hit number one everywhere, dude. Everywhere, everywhere. The, the platinum single—it's just right? gold everywhere around the the entire planet Earth. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about it. You can't deny something that's—I mean, this is in the days before you know downloads and streams and everything. So this is, adds a little bit of a legitness to it. And of course, you know, with Mamma Mia, the musical, and Mamma Mia the yeah. movie and part two and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of just gone on to weave itself into the fabric of American folklore at this point, and you just can't get away from it. The other single from this album was called Fernando. That was the other hit single you know from what? that too. I, I, I listened to that song too, and I was kind of, and I go, oh man, this one, all right, okay, yeah, I'm down with it. So they definitely had two big hits from this album, you know, and went forward. You ready to go? Yeah, dude. All right, let's get it. Uh oh, here we go, a little so, punk rock New York City style. So you give, you took me from, you know, Swedish disco music to. New York Punk. Yep. Ooh, 1976, man. This year rocks. Yep. This is uh, from the debut album by the Ramones as they were in the midst of taking over the entire world. Um, I was telling Greg earlier, we were just having a little discussion before the show. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, it makes you go like this. It's not necessarily what I guess I would consider punk rock. I don't know. Maybe I just think punk rock is something so far over here that this has almost got a poppy feel to it. At least now. Maybe not in 76. Okay. 76 is probably something new and different. Yeah. And against the grain. If this came out, this would be on Top 40 Radio in 2023. Probably. Yes. Or but 2010 not, or whatever. But not in 1976. Yeah, they're probably not playing it. They're probably making anything in the clubs, you know, being a supporting artist and going back and forth, you know? And I think the appeal of it also, Chris, was every guy was a Ramon. Like they said, oh, we're all brothers. Yes. Joey Ramon, Steve Ramon, Chris Ramon, Greg Ramon. All these guys are all, had, they all were Ramon, you know? And they all had that same look. The moppy hair, the white shirt or a shirt underneath, and a jacket. And that's how they played. And that, you know, and Converse. That was it, man. That's what these guys did. Yeah, this song came out right at the beginning of 76 in February, right off the top. They were taking over the world. They went everywhere, Europe, Japan, America. They were the biggest thing. Maybe not Sweden, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny how the biggest music in the world at this time can be so different. We just heard two songs back to back, ABBA and the mm-hmm. Ramones, a Blitzkrieg Bop, and how different they can be. And let's go on to another song right here that can be just as different, too. This is one of my favorites, debut albums of all time. Boston, more than a feeling. Right. You, these. This is an amazing, amazing these guys song. Were road amazing dogs, band, amazing. man. Yeah. I heard that, you know, when they got on tour, they just toured, 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 toured. 
you know, did everything they could uh, where they were headliners or they were supporting act. You know, they just kicked ass and took names, you know. Um, you know, when we were talking about the uh, one of our episodes, we did album covers. And this was not until I think um, my cousin, we had this and we were listening to it. And then he goes, look, pull the cover upside down, you know, like the album upside down. And then you, you notice that's when you see like the guitar. And I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, the bottom of the the, yeah. the the spaceship. If you flip it over, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. That was cr- I remember about that, about this album cover. And then, you know, we talked about in the 70s, 80s, how album covers are like, people were just love to stare at album covers for years, you know, hours and hours and hours. Oh, my God, that album cover, I stared at it for hours. And then nowadays, you know, they show an album cover just saying, Chris, they could animate it. And then, you know, there'll be flames and it. it's yep. moving into outer space if they wanted to redo a video or something but this was boston was a great band uh hard-working band and you know kicked ass and took names man yep you know this album really did put them on the map yeah this is uh, i i don't know what number it is but it is definitely it is it is in the top 10 selling albums of all time yeah it may be the number one debut album of all time guns and roses and this one are, are right there um, released in August 76. This song actually came out in September. It's kind of funny how they released the album and then the single instead of a single and then the album. But regardless of any which way you slice it, I mean, this whole album, top to bottom, is a classic. It's one of the great albums of all time. One of, if not the greatest debut album of all time. The sound is epic. Right? It sticks in your head, and that's exactly what they wanted to do, and that's exactly what they got. Man, I love it, man. Let's go. Killer. Whoa, one of the bands that we kind of, you know, doing our Lita Ford episode. Yeah, we uh, touched up on. We we wanted to go do some background, and so you know we had to go Runaways, and you know let's put Cherry Bomb on this episode. This is from their debut album titled The Runaways. I just fell in love with this band when we were doing that research and we were looking back at at, at the Lita Ford episode because I kind of wanted to get background on where she came from. I listen to, the, to, to this album. Yeah. I listen to the Runaways all the time now, dude. It's kind of crazy how that happens. Well, that's what you go. Like, you, you investigate or you didn't put a lot of time, say, in the past, Chris, but all of a sudden you had opportunity and bam, bam, this is your new favorite artist. Or, you know, like, oh, shit, this is really killer. Let me go back and look at some of these, you know, other albums. And, of course, man, this is a great song, yep. um, Runaways. And, you know, it's just, you know, once again, this is also killer, too. Yeah, uh, dude. great single, and you know, put the the girls on the map, and and, and we've been putting on some of the other songs because we, uh, Greg and I, we love our hits, we love the ones that you know everybody hears. We like to put in some you know deeper deep cuts, cuts and stuff, but you know we've played three or four songs from this album through our episodes already on the Lita Ford episode, on the live album episode. You know, I had their life from Tokyo, and I'll let's put the hit on, let's put the '76. This is what it was in '76. Yeah. It wasn't anything else. It was the single. It was the one release. So we're gonna you're gonna be dropping, you know. Uh, the singles and the ones that everybody knows on when we do episodes like this about years. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Love it, dude. Can't get enough of this, dude. Cherry Curry, great front woman. She's awesome. Let's go. See, now this is another one. Um, two sisters. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say from Seattle, correct? Chris? You are correct. And, you know, when you think about it, this is Heart. Uh song is called Crazy on You and definitely killer. Definitely, you know, it shows the, the uh, guitar work of Anne. But yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Nancy was Nancy. guitar. Sorry, Anne Nancy, was and Anne was a singer. So it, you know, shows uh, Nancy's guitar work and killer, dude. You know, shows a little ahead of time. I don't want to say it's uh, 
it's an eruption, but I want to say it's, you know, she wanted to do a little guitar work and it, it definitely went very well for her. And also these girls were very much road dogs also. Oh, yeah. Tour, 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 you know, and kicked ass a lot of names uh, in the 70s. Yeah, and this, and this is one of these, uh, what we'll call a, str- we're just going to call it a straddler. Mm-hmm. It was the album was released in '75, but this was actually their third single off of this, and it came out in March of '76. So uh, okay, this is nine months after the album came out in '76, and uh, Magic Man, which came out uh, in June of '75, uh, man, almost a year later, they're still releasing singles off of this album, and man, Magic Man had such a long run. Now we're in '76. Let's, let's let's go some more, and they did. But that's what I'm saying: is the record company still believed in them, and hey, we can we can pull another single and still put them on tour. Or when they were on tour, hey, this song is getting a good reaction. Maybe we should release it as a single. Talk to the record company. Hey, you never know, man. They probably got some more album sales. Oh, Um, yeah. Crowds don't lie, dude. Crowds don't lie. You know? And, of course, you know, having two good-looking girls on stage, you know, is definitely appealing to Mm -hmm. all the more of the uh, male rock audience out there, you know? Yeah, probably. I mean, this this album, I like to think it's gone. It's it's maybe two million by now, but... If it didn't, this song was probably the one that at that tail end pushed it over that platinum mark and gave it that one million sales. Let's go to the next song. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Wild Cherry. Play that funky music. Wild boy. Is that directed towards you, man? I guess, dude. I should have said that. Play that funky music. Wild boy. (laughs) (laughs) Who said it better? (laughs) Greg. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Chris, I really dig this groove. I really like it. Like, you know, yes, it's hard for me because I like all my rock and heavy metal stuff. But when I really started listening to, to let me say, exploring my mind and hearing different music, I loved this funky sound to it, man. Not only that it's, you know, the uh, these guys are guys playing this music. It just sounds really killer. And it's fun, chorus long. If you're singing it, if you're in your car, or if you're on this, on you know, there's a tribute band playing this song. You always got to get up and dance and do something. Man. I don't know about getting up and dancing, but it's definitely got a good groove to it. And I will tell you this: the thing that gets me most about this is that album cover, dude, is seductive. What are you it's talking got, about? There's a couple of lips right it's there. It's got this girl with her bright red lips. Moist tongue and mouth area with holding this shiny cherry in there. Seductive, dude. How do you see a moist tongue? I can see, see it back there in the corner. Yeah, you see it's not it. not moist. You see it. It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge disco guy, but I, I get, you know, when you get to like, you know, you got different levels, I guess. Like, it's a disco song. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Then you got these ones that were up there, and then you got the elites. You know, you got some songs that are just ingrained. And this is one of those songs, so I'm okay with it. I'm not a huge disco fan. I never put it on. I never seek it out. It doesn't make me get up and dance, but it will make me, like, right? I'll do this while I'm listening to it, you know, sitting around, you know, doing whatever I'm doing my taxes. And, uh, you know, we're good to go. Love it, man. You don't like moving to the grooving? I'm always always moving to the grooving. I don't even know the words. Music for me, Chris. You ready to go? <laughs> no, I want to hear a little bit more. All right, let's then go. We'll do a little dance, and then we'll do it. Oh, God. It's like, why, boy? Here, after this. Die. All right, yeah. man, you can change it now. Die. 
What is this, industrial? This is some nine inch nails. Uh, just kidding, guys. This is Paul McCartney <laughs> and Wings. Silly love song, man. Yeah, I, I, I at first you're kind of like, what is it? And then when you kind of listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, I get what they're, I get what he's doing here. He's like, you know, everybody wants a silly love song. Who doesn't want a silly love song? And now I'm gonna sing you a li- silly love song, and then he sings a silly love song, and it's great. I love it, dude. Yeah, I do too. Paul McCartney I, I, is my favorite Beatle. Um, say whatever you want. Uh, my wife loves George. My cousin loves John. I love Paul. Uh, Ringo, I don't know if anybody lo- thinks he's the best, but maybe someone does. <laughs> you know, it's like saying Peter Chris is the best guy from Kiss. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work. Yeah, he really wasn't. But no, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, Ace really was. All right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you're right, man. Um, this is from Wings. Uh, of course, this is such a good, fun song. Definitely a pop song. Definitely brings me back to the 70s. Um, listening to this kind of stuff, man, I thought it was great. Um, I love it, man. I, I really can't say a lot about um, not enjoying this song. And, you know, it's just killer. Yeah, I mean, Wings, you can't, Wings for some reason, even though they were as big as they were, they kind of get lost, dude. Uh, and, and when people talk about yeah, great bands of the 70s, no one ever talks about Wings. Yeah. Paul McCartney and Wings, no one ever talks about it. It's like, what are you guys t- dude, this is... And I bet you they were like killer live, dude. Oh, I, bet I bet you they bet, were just dude. like... I bet He p- handpicked a bunch of probably excellent musicians and you know just say hey we're gonna do this and i think his wife was even part of the band yep. right yeah she was uh, linda did i think she had keyboards yeah she did she did so why not i mean why not have uh your wife on the on tour with you and making money yeah you know and i've and i've never listened really listened to their albums i just hear the songs you yeah know, that are on the radio um but man th- this one's this song is great album from 76 march 76 a lot of shit from march you know we've already had like a couple albums um and let's see if we can find when was this single released do you know there we go uh, april 1st haha <laughs> fooled you <laughs> so april fool's day came out all right guys we got a new uh, single for you from paul mccartney wings here <laughs> <laughs> just kidding april fools <laughs> I, I yeah, it's a great song. This is a great. It is, song. dude. It's great fun. I love it. All right, bring me to the next one. The next go. one is killer too. Let's go. So, when I was growing up, dude. Um, oh, and my- by the way, I want to add. Sorry, not to cut you <laughs> off. Silly love songs ended the year as the number one song in '76 for the Billboard oh, cool. Hot 100. Nice. So I just wanted to throw that out no, there. I like that. So that was that was the cut for that year, man. So I was going to say my parents liked um, um, Paul Simon and Garfunkel. So Simon and Garfunkel. But when he did this solo stuff, man, this was pretty good too. Like it took it, you know, he he took a step a little bit to the left for his solo stuff. But oh. some of his stuff is really good. And this song I thought was very fun, catchy pop song, you know? Well, it, um, the thing about... Paul, or excuse me, I'm still on Paul McCartney. Paul Simon. I, could, I guess I yeah. could have just said Paul. Yeah. Um, when he was in Simon and Garfunkel, Garfunkel was the main guy there. He was the main songwriter, the main dude, at least from my understanding. So let's let Paul kind of step out and be like, yeah. check me out too. Um, even though, the, you know, they would, it was great when they were together. And Paul Simon went on and had a great career as a solo artist. I don't remember. Do you, do you remember Garfunkel? Nope. 
Yeah, I don't either. But I know Paul Simon is a solo, so maybe it was one of those things where someone developed and kind of surpassed, you know, the room they were living in and had to break out and go out and do their own thing and yeah. their house altogether. Yeah. But, I mean, even the song, it starts off a little slow, and then kind of now you got a little groove going on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Love it. Coy Roy. Sounds good, man. I love, I love it. it. It's I love just it. really a fun, yes, pop song, but man, there's a groove to it and definitely a sing along. Totally killer. This song, did you know this song was number one for three weeks? From February 7th to the 21st. Number that's, that's one. Oh, right on number uh, one. Right around Valentine's Day, huh? Yeah. And here, I got to say this, dude. I'm not being stuck on Silly Love Song. I've, Sometimes I just get lost and I forget I have all this information that I'm ready to talk about and I'll get to the end of the episode and I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot to talk about everything. <laughs> so, you know, people sometimes say, hey, how do you remember? It's just like, because you've been looking at shit so long, you yeah. know, you just kind of, you remember everything from your experiences, just what you kind of know. And I'll get to the end of the episode and I'll be like, fuck, dude, I forgot to talk about all that shit. I've done that too. Man. And sometimes I've written it down and I was like, oh man, I skipped that paragraph that I was going to say. I go, it's probably because Chris cuts me off. Well, I'm going to cut you off again. <laughs> Silly Love Songs was number one on May 22nd. It got bumped for two weeks and then came back and was number one for four more weeks. That's, 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 you never that's hear killer. that happen, dude. You never that's hear That's killer, dude. Who is he, Michael Jackson? It was Diana Ross. Diana Ross? Yeah. Love Hangover. I don't even, I've never heard that song and someone's probably going to shoot me because they probably know that song. Yeah. Man. Bang. Yep. You ready to go? Let's get it. Yeah. No babies. No babies in the booth. Yeah, no babies in the booth. Little Stevie Wonder. Uh, yeah, you know what, dude? Songs in the key of life. This is really fun, um, fun song, you know, and yeah. it, it's definitely a, a love song, you know, like it's just fun pop stuff, and it, like funky has a groove. Yeah. So if you needed to, you can dance to it. If not, you could just kind of kick back and chill to it, which most of the times me and Chris do. Oh yeah, dude. This is a, this is a, a, a just kind of sit back and chill but yeah it's a love song too i mean sounds like to me it's about a baby um it could be just about life it could be about love someone how lovely they are from when they're born to wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what isn't she lovely about life about their life about the person okay you didn't say their life come on you said life could be about life too you don't know i don't see it um but I, I, I love, you know, it starts out with the baby crying, so it could be about someone's life. So, someone's life uh, from when they were a baby till the end and how lovely their, their, their life has been or how lovely they are to you. I don't I um, disagree. Stevie Wonder, man. Yeah. Great, dude. Uh, you know, we've never really talked about him before. He hasn't come in our realm. Uh, um, but, you know, Stevie Wonder does have a lot of good songs, a lot of fun songs. This happened to be one. We were doing this year, 1976, and we'll probably hear him. Uh, in the more years that we kind of go back and forth, but I really thought this was a fun, good song too. A little harmonica. There's a good groove to it. You know, I, I dig it. It's it's definitely a fun song, Chris. Not only do I hear you, Greg, but I see you. Let's go to the next song. All right. Good. Now you're going to give me some dirty deeds. Dun, 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 dun. I, yeah, we, you guys knew this had to be on there. 
ACDC, the title track from Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Let's talk about it, Greg. What, what, I, I remember looking at this album in the this album cover. I don't know. I always thought it was kind of weird with the, like the black lines over right, their eyes exactly. and all that kind of stuff. I like, what did it mean? Like, on that sense, you know, it, it, you know, it's probably a picture that the uh, record company said, "Oh, throw this one in there." Yep, yep. So the, this song's obviously it's about like contract killer someone's gonna do your dirty deeds that you need done he's gonna do them dirt cheap that's kind of what the song's about it's a a rock song yeah and it's a great song it's a good sing-along everybody loves it you hear it man you're done dirt cheap yep that's kind of shit you want to hear man the groove is cool you know It, it trucks along and it sounds good dude this album was released when was this released? September 20th, 1976. This was the number two single, Jailbreak, was the first. All right. I love Jailbreak. Uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, October 76. I love it, man. I love it. And this was kind of, um, I mean, it wasn't the first introduction of everyone to ACDC, but it was kind of one of the first worldwide ones. We got a little more ACDC coming up. We got another okay. album. They released two this year, but... This was kind of one of the ones that really kind of exploded them to the world. You know what? This goes with that Bon Scott mentality kind of fun. You know, like they said he always wrote about drinking and fun time and girls and, you know, loose women and stuff. And I go, this is kind of his saying that, you know, hey, I want to have some fun too. And, and, you know, I'll do a dirty trick for you really cheap. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing, dude, about this album is so... I hear you guys. I hear you guys yelling at us. This album wasn't released in America until 81, but it was released in Europe and Australia in 1976. It was a follow-up to the High Voltage album that was released in 76. It was the worldwide release because they had it released in uh, okay. uh, in Australia. So, But it was really, I mean, people were starting to know. They just re-released it, you know, when uh, Brian Johnson got the uh, joined the band. They're like, hey, we got to throw this out there. We didn't even release this worldwide. Let's go. And man, it it, hit, it it took the band to another height. And man, oh, it, definitely everything about that, this man. is great. And that's what I'm saying. It introduced Bon Scott a lot more to the world. Yeah, you had your highways to hell. You had for those about to rock. You had all that stuff. But Dirty Deeds, now they were super established, and they took Bon Scott to a whole nother level. Let's cool. go. All right, man. Woo! This is an artist we haven't never. Wait a minute. We did talk about. We didn't talk about Damn Yankees, right? Uh, we have we may have brushed over damn Yankees, All but right. we have not about talked about the Nuge. Yeah, Ted Nugent. Um, you know he was rocking and rolling. I think this was his heyday before he got his resurgence in the in the eighties. But you know, Ted Nugent, free for all. Definitely fun. Definitely good. Every classic song. For oh him, yeah, man. dude. And um, th- this wasn't even a, a single off of the album. Um, but it's probably the best known. I mean, Dog Eat Dog was the single, but this one is yeah. probably the more well-known one. And here's something I didn't even know until I started researching about this. Did you know Meatloaf sings on like five of these songs on this album? No, I didn't. Meatloaf sings on, let's see, one, two, three, four, four, five of these songs. He, he didn't even know the music in the in the few days less than a week that he actually laid down his vocals he had to do the arrangements in the studio figure it out how he was going to sing these songs 
And and when you, I went and listened to him, I go, oh, yeah, that's me, love, dude. It's great. Because <laughs> this is the only song that Ted Nugent sings on. Okay. Is this one. Everyone else is Darren St. Holmes or Meatloaf. And man, the, the Meatloaf ones are good. It's Meatloafified. But man, this is this is the right one to choose for this episode because this is the Nuge. Ted is just on it on this one right here. That's killer, dude. That was that was some good facts, Chris. I like that, man. Um, but like I said, um, I know Ted Nugent. I didn't know a lot of his stuff, but this is definitely one of those songs that he's rock and rolls and kicks ass oh, yeah. and takes some names, man. Yeah, dude, this is straight this is definitely up. killer, man. Love it. And of course, with Ted, you know you're going to get a great guitar solo. But I have to apologize because we're going to the next track, baby. All right. That's right. We're bringing up... In the year 1976, we're bringing up The Mighty Kiss. That's right, finally, some from the album Destroyer, Shout It Out Loud. Woo! I love this album. Destroyer is killer, dude. Are you sure it's not in the top 10 of 1976? Uh, no, it's not. Damn it. It should be. <laughs> Come on. Beth was uh, on there. Yeah. Great expectations. I've already said what I think about Kiss. Um... Here's the thing, and people sometimes misconstrue what misconstrue what I say. Do I think they were important to the history of rock and roll? Absolutely. Do I think they were one of the biggest bands? Absolutely. Do I think that they were able to take their career to heights that no one ever thought they could? Yes. But musically, I think that they were not as great as the Kiss. Uh, that that the, the, lifted. The, what's the word I'm looking for? The Kiss. The, the Kiss aura. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And it's like, yeah, but did you listen to the music? Yeah. It's okay. See, but see, for me, I was the opposite. I thought Kiss was all that. Every album I loved, there was a lot of songs, a lot of deep cuts that I totally loved. I loved the whole banter of uh, Paul and Gene singing side to side. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I loved it. I, I was a kid, six or seven years old. And I just loved Kiss at this time, dude. This is when, I, I want to say, Chris, this probably is the album that turned me really into rock. That this is what I and I that's loved. And that's why I'm saying Kiss yeah. did great things. They did but great things. But let me ask you this. Was it the music or was it, was it there because of the way they looked and their stage show and their live show? I mean, regardless if that's what it was, that's what they were and that's what they did. So you can't really separate them. You just have to wonder, if you took this one element out, would they be regarded as great as they were? Okay, for me... Or as, would they have been, been in your face like they were? Well, that's you, the whole thing. For me as a kid, I didn't. all I had was an album, and all I had was what was pumping out of the stereo. There was no videos. Oh, I yeah. wasn't buying all the Kiss stuff that you can because I was a kid. I was six, six or seven years old. I don't have that kind of money. My parents weren't going to buy me that kind of stuff. No, they weren't. I happened to get I'm going to go to the next song quick because it's still Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rock and roll over. You know, they 76. They released another other album and two albums in one year. Yeah, and that's what they did in the '70s. They kind of like pumped out nine, ten songs. All right, go on tour for a few months, pump out more songs. Um, Calling Doctor Love. This is another one, very classic Gene Simmons song. Calling Doctor Love. Love it. It was. It's just you know, uh, sexual, fun, exciting. Yes, I get your element, Chris. But for me. This was it. I, I had I had my imagination, and I had what I was listening to in the stereo. Yeah, I mean, we, and we can we can go around in circles all day long. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the raw? Did the music itself make Kiss, or did everything else make Kiss? You know what I mean? And it's 
That's a, that's I, a good I just, subject for uh, other than me and you and bringing that few yeah, other people. Yeah, I just I just think that they are vastly overrated, but they are. I think they're vastly overrated musically, but they were pioneers in the stage show. They were pioneers in the marketing. They were pioneers of being everywhere, in changing, morphing, being different. Uh, so they did a lot of things and broke a lot of ground and set a lot of trends and showed that no matter what, you can make it as a rock band in the United States of America and all over the world. So kudos to them for all of that. I just don't I just don't think that the music is as good as all of that says it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that, on the flip it. side, you know I do. Hey, let me, let me say a few things about this album before it turns. This album definitely was released in um, November 11th, 1976. Uh, songs like I Want You, of course, Ladies Room, um, Mr. Speed, uh, my, one of my favorites, Deep Cut, Hard Luck Woman, and the, the ending track, Making Love. These songs, Chris, really put a staple in, in grooming me to loving rock and heavy metal. Well, good. That's all I'm going to say about that. You can go on to the next one. I love good. Kiss. Kiss, 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 and kiss. Here we go, dude. Chris, did I say kiss? A little Robert Seeger right here. <laughs> little Robert, I'm ignoring you. Their time is gone. All right, Nation, you know I what to do. I got to get my microphone back where I need it, dude. I got I had to throw it. Come on, Nation, you know what to do. We're going to get mad at Chris. Send him some nasty emails. We're going to talk about kids. Oh, no, man, I just do what I'm, I'm kidding, supposed to do. Buddy. I, I, uh, I, I voice my I know, opinion. I know your opinion, bro. It's I'll cool. tell you what, guys. Never mind, I won't say anything. Yeah, give me, give me some Bob Seeger. Woo! The smooth vocals. This is like a, a road song, like you just want to drive. Oh yeah! If you're driving, and contemplating life, contemplating, yeah. what are you gonna do? And just kind of. It's a it's a smooth groove, dude. For definitely. sure, definitely good, definitely smooth groove. Definitely a killer song, man. Night Roofs, obviously, we're talking about 76, October of 76, it was November of 76, it was released, and this is good stuff right here, dude. I'll, uh, um, let me ask you this, Greg, let yeah. me ask you this, and I'm going to ask the nation this, before you give your answer, I'm going to let, I want you to pause for three or four seconds, so, you know, the nation can think for a second. This album, how many times platinum do you think this album went? It's, uh, uh, 1976, Night Moves, uh, Main Street, Rock and Roll Never Forgets were the three singles. Well, how many times do you think this went platinum? Give it a few seconds and let me know. Are you talking about in 76 or as of I'm today? I'm talking about how many times platinum do you think this went? Today or in 76? Total. Total. How many total do you think this went platinum? Seven. No, six. As a matter of fact, I I shouldn't even I should have just asked you instead of building it up because I would have never thought this one six or seven. I would have said like two, maybe one. Man, I can't believe this is six times platinum. This well, album. think about it. all these albums that we're talking about, Chris. In '76, may have reached gold or platinum. In '76, yeah. '77. Think of them today and how all these songs are pretty much classic songs where some of these albums are remastered. Some of these songs are redone over. So if they did, say, a million back then, now they're up to, you know, triple, you know, four or five times what they yeah. did. Because so many years have passed by. But the only the only caveat I got to put with that is now you can just stream. You can just download a song. You don't have to get the whole album anymore. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But up to a certain point, it's like 
your album, I mean, some albums people are just going to always buy because it's got so many great songs on it. But when I look at this album, I'm like, Night Moves? Okay, what else is on here? Uh, Main Street? Okay, that's about, you know, as far as like upper echelon Seeger songs. I'm just totally surprised that this thing sold 6 million fucking copies. It's crazy, right? I don't think anybody would guess that. Next time I'm not going to build it up and say, hey, Greg, you know how many album copies this album is sold? We'll do that later on. Let's go to the next song. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about, uh, I think this might be, uh, we just talked about this uh, on, I had the uh, Steve Miller band on my uh, live uh, summer. summer playlist a couple weeks ago. Love it, dude. I hope you guys all catch that one. That was a great, fun episode of me and Chris hanging out by a pool, um, you know, doing playlists and, you know, speaking about summer and good times and having having fun. So I hope you guys caught that. I hope you, if you haven't, go back and listen to it, man. It's oh, yeah, that's fucking the, killer. That's the one we like to call our Poolside Podcast Series, yeah. Summertime Edition. Who's going through our summertime playlist, and you're going to get all kinds of music because those are more personal songs instead of just kind of trying to convey what was going on at a time. We're just talking about our whole lives. So you're going to get everything yeah. everything on those. So going back to Steve Miller, this is a definitely fun, great album, man. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, like I said, I think he's another one of these guys who was a road dog and just kind of toured, toured, toured. Um, you know, um, if this album had Fly Like an Eagle, which was definitely a mega yep, hit yep, for him. Yep. Uh, you know, Take the Money and Run, which, of course, we're listening to. Just, fuck, a killer, man. What more can you say? Yeah, the... Steve Miller, one of those guys, he's um, you, one of those guys that when you you know the songs, but you don't know who it is, a lot of people yeah. don't know. And then you're like, hey, this is Steve Miller. I don't know who that is. Well, listen to this. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that. It's like you know like 20 songs after, at the end of the day because you, you really do know as many. And this is one of the big ones from 76. Um, you know, I, I love this. I love and this And that's band. why like when, when, I love Steve when people – go back like oh I'm, who's this song i don't know then they go and they hit the greatest hits and then that's when you say chris they're oh, like yeah. oh shit i know that song i know that's a good one how do i know that one and you just kind of know all these songs dude. so exactly what you said yeah but that that's that greatest hits album that they have is fucking f- one of the greatest greatest right? hits album of all time i love it love it love it let's go okay. to the next song whoa a long way to the top, Chris. Now, there are different releases of this. There was the Australian only. This is the international version that we're talking about, released in 76. Uh, this was the um, first single released in April. Um, I love this song, dude. You've heard it in what? School of Rock, I think, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jack Black sings it. Uh, this is really giving you a taste of a band that went all the way to the top but started way down at the bottom like most bands do but this is still them at the bottom they yeah. haven't made it yet this is them while they're still trying to grind it out and man this is some great shit dude if you can get your hands on any ACDC album it's dude they're all good they're all good and all tracks are good I love it dude I, I love this definitely album. I agree with you on that man there's nothing more to say on that that was just fucking killer you're right um this i mean like, what, are you, what are you gonna play off of this one long way to the top rock and roll singer the jack tnt can i sit next to you girl high voltage i mean yeah there's some other songs in there that i may you know i've heard enough or i may skip over to get to some other ones but 
Dude, there's nine tracks on here. Six or seven of them are listened to every single time. Right? And I've listened to this album hundreds of times. Definitely killer. You're right on that one, man. Woo. Bagpipes? Yeah. Who, who puts bagpipes in their fucking rock song? Bon Scott and ACDC. Yeah. Is this Mutt Lang? Probably. Probably Mutt Lang. Yeah, right. <laughs> you ready to go? You know you I am, know. man. You let me know. Let's go. Yeah, because I'll be back in the saddle again, Chris. Oh, shit, dude. A little bit of Aerosmith, which we've never really talked about before. We haven't really brought up their name. And you know what? On, I'm, I'm a little surprised that we haven't. This is, might yeah. be the first time we've really talked about it. I don't even think we've done, like, Dream On or, or, or anything. No, or from about the ballads them, yeah. or something? Yeah, no, we haven't really done anything. from. Uh, but, you know, they're on our list, guys. Don't get us wrong. and We'll be... Either cranking stuff from the 70s or cranking stuff from the 80s about how we talk about or it. Or the 90s. Man, now you're getting crazy. This is off the uh, Rocks album. Yeah. Same thing. This album is super killer. I mean, Last Child, Rats in the Cellar. Fuck, man. What more do you need? A Lick and a Promise? Yeah, dude. Home Tonight? Last that Child. Ballad, yeah, I mean, dude. So, this is great know, Aerosmith in... In 76, nine songs, 35 minutes. This is just a killer, fun rock yeah, album, man. Top to bottom, this is a great album. It's 70s rock, dirty rock from beginning to end. And, and this is this is the Aerosmith sound of that era. They changed it up. They reinvented, they reinvented themselves a couple times, but this is definitely what they sounded like during this decade. And It's different than what you hear on Permanent Vacation or Pump yeah, uh, or Get a Grip even. Uh, but, man, this is good stuff right here. Great. I can't get enough. Totally love it. Back in the saddle. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, when I was making my list, this is the first song I put on mine for Chris because it just came up. And this is definitely one of these songs that you get an earworm and you just start singing and singing and singing and singing. And I love it, man. This is Elton John and Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart, Chris. Oh, yeah, dude. This Don't go breaking my heart, Chris. I won't break your heart. This song, when we were making our list and I was kind of going over what you had sent me and all the shit, the song was in my head all day long, dude. I could not get enough of this song. It actually finished the year number two. Billboard Hot 100, number two for the year. So, so you know, Elton John in the 70s was, I, I want to say, more pop rock or, or rock. You know, he started off as a as a rock musician, kind of growing into depends on his songwriting skills. Did definitely move into the pop, where he's definitely the pop artist now. But man, he this stuff like this was just killer. Now it does have that 70s feel because you hear the you know the sounds in the background. I wanted to say strings, um, the back and forth, the banter of uh, you know a singer, another singer, and the song just makes is fun, dude. I mean. Two, two lovers or two uh, people in love, but just kind of don't go breaking my heart. You gonna break my heart? No, you don't break my heart. And you know something like that, dude. Totally fun, totally good. Loved it. Yeah, loved dude. Um, it's got a disco-y sound to it, but I love Elton John, so he can do whatever he wants, and I don't care. I'm so gonna yeah. listen to it, dude. Like a candle in the wind, baby. Love it. Let's go to the next song. You said everything. I didn't have to say anything. Oh, I'm gonna say that thing again. What was the next one? Queen. I'm gonna say it all. I. Love Queen, dude. I know you do, man. <laughs> I love Queen. They're one of my favorites of all time. It runs in the family, baby. Tie your mother down. 
I love this song. It's one of the, it's one of the, you know, we've talked about this before, and this episode may come out at one day where songs by bands that we love that we're tired of hearing. And Queen is one of those bands that has a couple of those songs because they have songs like this that you never hear that okay. are just as great yeah. as any of the other things that they've ever come out with. That are just killer rock songs yeah. and, and totally have a good groove. Yes, I agree with you on that. Uh, we were talking about that kind of stuff. We're like, there's some songs we're just, damn, we're tired of hearing. But other songs that you go into the deeper cuts because where are we, Chris? No. We are in Deep Cut City, baby. There you go. Deep Cut City. We're not on. You, you pull out ahead. shit like this that just rocks and totally fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. here you go, man. Who would think, man? Brian May just fucking pull out some tasty licks. Pulled man. out something. So this album this is another one of those straddlers. The album came out in 76. This song came out in 77. Um, but we, you know, we wanted to, you know, change it up a little bit. You know, this may be a song that a lot of you guys have never heard before. We could have played Somebody to Love. That was a song that came out in 76. It was on our list early of songs. Yeah. Uh, but, man, we wanted to give you guys maybe a little something you haven't heard. Give there you a little you go. taste of something else. We'll we be talking about Queen. In, in, if we do Queen, it's going to be a couple episodes. But, man, this is some great stuff right here. And I love their rocking stuff. I love, you know, their Bohemian Rhapsodies. Their, you know, their slower stuff. You know, they're more a lot of harmony and stuff. But when it comes to rocking, dude, I love this kind of stuff that they've done right here. Yeah. I I, I, you know, we, I don't know if we talked about it, but Stone Cold Crazy was another one. that so I just, We did. Uh, we, I think we touched on that. It was our cover song. Cover song, yeah. We didn't know where cover songs that the were. The Metallica was yeah. a for cover, cover songs. Uh, but, yeah. Fun stuff, dude. What could you say, man? Good singing, fun, you know, tongue in cheek, in a sense, fun, and totally kicks ass, man. Good rock and groove. Love it, love it. Let's go to the next track. So we are 22 tracks in to our 38. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm sure. Me and Chris both uh, said this to each other where, you know, we're talking about the Eagles a lot in our last few episodes from either summer or live concerts or just different things. But, you know, in 76, this was a really good album. Of course, we talked about uh, was it and it just, you know, Hotel California and it just was super killer. Yeah. What, what more can you say? And this was just another one of those singles from this phenomenal album that is so good. Yeah, you can't. All right, guys. So, Hotel California. It came out in 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 late '76, December. We said, okay, we could play Hotel California on here. Everybody's heard it. Okay, live in the fast lane. Everybody knows that. Well, the new kid in town. It's out of the three singles. It's probably even though it hit number one, it's probably the one that yeah the least amount of the people least. have heard. Or the least amount of people say, yeah, play that one. So that's the one we're going to play because it's our damn podcast and we do what we want. Uh, but, man, great song. It was the first release, December 7th, 76, hit number one. The second greatest selling album of all time. Number two behind what? Michael Jackson? Thriller? No. I thought we've had this discussion twice. Number one greatest selling album of all time is Eagles Greatest Hits. Oh, <laughs> Okay, we did say that. Number one album of all time is Eagles' Greatest Hits. Number two is Hotel California. Michael Jackson Thriller is number three. And Quiet Riot's number four? Quiet Riot's number four, baby. It's 27 trillion. <laughs> Quiet Riot has sold 27 trillion albums. <laughs> Everybody has four copies in their house. Oh, I got, I'm doing my part. 
I got three. Uh, you son of a bitch. One of the great albums of all time. Yeah. From one of the. This is. I'm just gonna repeat what I said last time we talked about the Eagles. One of the great songs from one of the greatest bands from one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't think we really need to say anything else. Uh, let's go to the we next song. Go to the next one, it. dude. Well, a little something different for us right here. Band yeah. we have never, ever, even talked about, but they are part of that. Of the year 1976. 76, yeah. That Southern Swamp Rock, if you will. Leonard Skinner, give me back my bullets, baby. Yeah. this. You know, Chris, this was definitely killer. I uh, wasn't in... My this is one of my favorite songs, but when I went back and listened to it for the year 1976, I was like, "Oh shit!" Then Skinner did release an album. They did have something, and this was the album prior to their their almost want to say their last album with the original members after the big accident. Yeah, but, Street Survivors. And this was the fourth album from Leonard Skinner, uh, but definitely killer. Like these guys also were definitely road dogs. Traveled, 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 and. Had a following. I don't want to say a cult following, but had a following. And, you know, uh, still today, they're even around, I think, with one original member. You know, brothers in the band and different singers and cousins and third-generation cousins playing music. Yeah. So, But still, Leonard Skinner still is going around today and playing. So hats off to those guys, man. And, you know, Chris is just killer. Yeah. I like it. Leonard Skinner, one of those bands that... And I've said this a lot, and I'm going to try to come up with another phrase, but they've really woven themselves into the fabric of American rock and roll, yeah. uh, just like the last band we heard, the Eagles. Uh, that They're just a part of Americana. Yeah. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And yeah. when we do a year and they're there, we're going to listen to them. Leonard Skinner, um, they're right up there with anybody else. They have, they're instantly identifiable. They have just this smooth, like, groove to a lot of their songs. This almost like... I don't even know what it is. It's almost like this nonchalant, yeah, let's just let's just bust out the song quick. Kind of a feel to like, oh, they probably did this in one take. It kind of feels like that. The way they sing, the way they play, it's almost like they're improvising or something. Yeah. It's just so great of a sound. These guys, you know, six, seven guys, probably when they're doing a stage show, they probably got like 10 guys and girls on stage doing their thing. And man, it just sounds great. This is a great song right here. I love yeah. it. Go ahead and bring me on to the next one, man. I'm going to do whatever you want. Ooh, this is a jam. I'm going to fill up my cup. Hold up. Empty. Don't you cry no more. So, I don't know if, if you know, Chris, um, this song recently has been on the airwaves again. I did not know that. So, uh, The Elite, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, They've been coming out to this song in All Elite Wrestling. So, you know, the guy's been coming out and been getting a surgeons. So now of the younger kids who didn't know this song or didn't know who Kansas was. You know, when we went you know, and saw them, AEW, last time they came out to this song. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. So and I said it just like that. What the fuck? <laughs> if you said it and you're familiar with Kansas, imagine the young kids who are younger than us listening to it going... Who's this band? This is killer song. Yeah. You know? Let me Shazam it. Oh, Kansas. I'll take a listen later on. Shazam. 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 Kansas, one of those bands that 
Yeah. They're one of those bands that I probably haven't listened to as much as I should have. Um, they have a lot of songs you're going to hear on classic rock radio. This is probably the one you're going to hear the most. And it's kind of funny. This is probably the only Kansas song. I may know another one. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. But I'm not even tired of hearing this one song that I always hear from them. I think this song's great. I love it. It's got it's got so many like t- different things going on. Oh, yeah. On. It's a little hard on the beginning. Then we're going to come now. We're just going to do melodies. Now here comes a chorus. It's just powerful. We're going to have a guitar solo. We're going to... It's just like... That's why some songs just stand the test of time, and this is one of them. Kansas, and this definitely dude. is one of them. Good for you, Kansas. Good for you, like, you know, uh, making some more money now today with the younger generation, and hopefully, you know, they're not. Maybe Chris's not gonna listen to the album, but at least the single is gonna be out there. That's right, baby. Bring me on the next one. Let's go. Oh, back to some disco. Yeah, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Casey was kicked ass, dude. He had a lot of good singles on here, man. Yeah, I guess. I don't All know. All right. This song I, is I'm, called. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to Google it. It's called this Shake, 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 Shake Shack. No, I mean Shake, Shake, Shake. <laughs> shake your booty. That's your duty. To shake your booty. Shake, Shake, Shake. Shack. <laughs> shake, Shack. This, this song always gets played. At like, okay, if you have a gathering of people, if you have a gathering of people and there will be music being played with the expectation of moving and grooving and dancing, this song will be played. Okay. Unless it's been banned. (laughs) And even then, that DJ will slip that motherfucker in there, dude. (laughs) He'll be like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I couldn't do that. (laughs) Not my favorite, but it's okay. I mean, as far as disco goes, it's really not. I, I, I'm not. I don't really care for it. I dig Casey and the Sunshine Band. You can bring me the next song, but it's totally a good fun song. Love it. Yeah. And I've seen it. Greg shake his booty. I've seen Greg shake his yeah. booty. Oh, That's all I'm gonna say. Wait a minute. Go, go back. before we move on. You know who else shakes his booty? Rambo. Rambo, the mascot, shakes our shakes his booty. He shakes his booty. He shake it like a booty shaker. Yeah. All right, you know what? Let's go on to this, man. One of the killer songs everybody knows, too, in the classic rock era, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, Blue Oyster Cult, one of the great bands of all time. I, another band that I don't really listen to a lot of. Yeah. So I kind of just have to I just have to cherry pick the songs that I know. Um, and this was a huge song for them in 76. And yes, I know Blue Oyster Cult fans. This isn't their greatest album, and yes, Blue Oyster Cult fans, I know this isn't their best song, and they have greater things out there. When we hit those gears, we'll hit them. But this is 1976, and this is Blue Oyster Cult, and this is their biggest song from that year, so we're going to play it. We'll hit the other stuff. We'll do some Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, in my research, I've read things. I've read reviews, and people keep saying, quit playing this song, quit playing this song. This song we're listening to right now, Don't Fear the Reaper. They say, for some reason, this is like the one that they're like known for. And... uh, Saturday Night Live may have something to do with that. that I that's don't what know, I was going to bring up. Yeah, Will uh, Ferrell did that. They did, did the skit Saturday Night Live or more cowbell. More, yeah, but I you mean, know what, dude? Is it my favorite one by them? I don't know. They got great ones. Godzilla, Burning for You. Uh, those are two great songs as well. Uh, but man, yeah, this is probably their this is probably their most well-known song. Yeah, yeah. But totally good. You're right. I think it was Saturday Night Live that did that little skit with you know with Will Ferrell and I forgot the other guy who was it. And they kind of did Chris Kattan. 
Uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I'm sorry, that was yeah. He comes up going, "Hey man, we need more cowbell. <laughs> I would be doing this song a disservice." <laughs> That's a great skit. If you haven't seen it, Google Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Totally fun, totally good. Uh, like you said, Chris, I dig it. I love it. Um, it's kind of cool because, you know, uh, Halloween comes around and people want to hear the song because it has the word Reaper in it. So yep. it's cool. It's killer with me. So you great. Me- They have great melodies. It's a good song. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is one of those things. This is going to fall under the category of the thing we talked about earlier, a band where I've heard their song so much because they have so much other great stuff. And it's even stuff that I don't think you've discovered and I haven't discovered because I have not really listened to anything but their radio play. So... We're going to have to check it out. We're going to have to do a Blue Oyster Cult episode. It's coming. Let's oh, go. Right. Oh, I love me some Boss Skaggs. Dude. Right? I made, it, I made it apparent on my summertime episode how much I love this Yacht Rock stuff. And Boss Skaggs is one of my favorites. Lido Shuffle. Let's get it. Definitely. I'm with you on that. And I think this is a great fun song. A lot of, you know, 70s easy rock feel. Grooving. Not really danceable, but still not really a rock or classic rock cla- uh, hit, but still fun, good stuff. Love it. I think, you know, this is one of those songs that falls right. I mean, Boz Gags doesn't have the huge popular catalog, but it's almost like that Steve Miller thing. Like, you go to Sony, you go, do you know Steve Miller? No, not really. But you know this song, right? That's Steve Miller. Boz Gags, I've never even heard of him. Do you know this song? Right. Everybody's heard this song. and everybody- Yeah. This is another one of those songs that falls in the category. Honestly, I've never heard anybody say they don't like this song. Yeah, it's not on the tip of my tongue in conversation, but it's right up there with a lot of those songs like like "Don't Stop Believing" from Journey, or uh, I forget what song we talked about the other day on one of our last episodes where we're like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say they don't like this one. Everybody likes this song. This is another one of songs that you can drop it and everybody's gonna be like, Yeah, yeah, no one's gonna complain. Get it, boss. Get it. This is my second favorite pause. My first favorite pause is Brian Bosworth, Boss Gags, number two, baby. <laughs> I like how you brought that in. Bring me the next song, man. Okay. This is cool. Woo! And you know, Greg, you were my inspiration for this one because I had to make sure because we did our live album list about four episodes ago. You had this on your yeah. live episode list. And some albums I didn't have on my live album list because they were just before my time. Mm-hmm. This fell right into your cut. This was like, I don't know if it still is, but at one point it was the greatest selling live album of all time. And for me, this song is 13 minutes and 46 seconds, so we're not going to be able to hear the whole thing. But I love this song, and I love the end because it was like one of the first times you heard that voice box. Yeah. Uh, thing going on that he would do and the yeah, crowd definitely. was just loving it. I think it was the first time a lot of people heard it and seen it live. It just made people go wild. I don't know. You want me to try to maybe fast forward a little bit and try to find it? You go ahead and talk about the song because this no, is right up your No, but cut. I'm saying, same thing. Peter Frampton, like I said, a lot of people really liked this album and it kind of moved into the sense. See, right here. Yeah. And that's and that's what stopped a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is so killer. Yeah, how is he doing that? How oh my God. He, yeah. So, you know, the album sold very well. Uh, it, you know, this put this probably put him on the map, you know, and it was just great, man. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was killer. So listen to that. I love it. You know, this is one of the things that also Richie did a lot of on the Slippery When Wet album with Bon Jovi. That's really when I kind of heard it for the first time. Yeah. But this guy's definitely bringing it out there, and it's like, oh my god, what the hell is going on here? Love it. You ready to go? Heck yeah, because I'm loving the next few artists, man. Let's go. Let's 
go. Are you ready, guys? This is the early 70s, mid 70s. <laughs> and we're listening to Judas fucking Priest. You knew they had to be in here. Yeah. Judas Priest, Sad Wings of Destiny. Um, man. Uh, this is one of the I'm I'm I, I'm have to look quick. I think this is their third album. Yeah, and their first couple albums they were kind of not, they were not Judas Priest. They were doing all kinds of different things. I think this is the one. Was it more like psychedelic? Yeah, they had some rock? psychedelic. Listen to Rob. Killer, right? Um, this is really where I think they put their foot in the ground and said, "We're going this way, and we're gonna go and be one of." Arguably the greatest heavy metal band of all time. And this was so different than anything that you were hearing in 1976. You guys, have you heard all the stuff we've heard so far? Steve Miller, Blue Oyster Cult, Kansas, I mean, Disco, Kiss, ACDC. Might be the closest thing to this, but it's totally different. It's a totally different animal. I mean, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. There's nothing sounding like Judas Priest in 1976. And man, they definitely put their foot in the ground and said, We're heading this way. We're going to be. Sitting on the top of Mount Rushmore's heavy metal faces. Killer, love dude. It. Love it. This is great, man. Bring me to the next song because it's other good stuff. Yeah, let's go. Let's, we're going to hit some more heavy metal right now. Let's go. Yeah. And by the way, dude, you guys got to go listen to that album. In the research, I found myself listening to that whole album and I was like, oh my God, dude, this is so good. We got to go back. We've done Judas Priest. We gotta go back and do some of the early stuff. The Sad Beans of Destiny? Yes, we gotta go cool. and talk about it. Here we go. Some early Scorpions. Uh, Virgin Killer album. We've talked about the album cover, how it got banned. But let's move past that. Let's talk about this music itself. This is the lead-off track. Picture life. It's great. So, it's Scorpions, dude. It's yeah, Scorpions. Yeah, it's Scorpions. You know, something that we said, when we got to Blackout... Love at First Sting, and I think the one before that was Animal Animal Magnetism, right? Mm-hmm. We thought that's when they found their groove and their sound. We still think that it, Virgin Killers was, they're searching. They're, they haven't got there yet on this kind of stuff. But, you know, in 76, Scorpions, killer. Yeah, You know, dude. this was, you know, if you were a teenager, you're like, oh, shit, Scorpions. Maybe they're not big in America just yet, but their music was still out there. And you could find yeah. out, man. And you know, they have they have, they have some really good tracks on here. Um, uh, backstage Queen is a great song. Kind of tells a, a, you know what's going on backstage. Virgin Killer was a really good song. I thought this one was a good one because I think it really captured the direction they were going with the band. Um, it's almost like a watered down Scorpions. Yes. It's like, oh, this sounds good. Next time, let's just do it bigger. And then the next time they did go. I think we can go even bigger, and that's this is just like, this is like a scorpion embryo, and pretty soon they give birth to fucking love drive, and that's when everything just fucking explodes Correct. all over everyone's face, and it's great. Go ahead and bring me the next song, man. Let's go. We'll talk about Rainbow. This is another band we've never really talked about, no. um, but you know I'm glad we're we're touching up on them in 1976, where. This was Rainbow with Ronnie James Dio. Yes. And Rainbow. Who, who we've talked about a couple times. Yeah. But, you know, um, Ronnie James Dio, uh, Rainbow has had uh, some different singers. And, you know, this is this this album happened to be with Ronnie James Dio. So we thought it was good. You know, d- was it a lot of 
rainbows and magical and horses and unicorns and shit like that? Maybe not, but, you know, like I said, Ronnie was maybe getting his sound or getting his groove or how he figured it out. Because when he went to his solo stuff, that's when he just pulled out all the magic, man, and he just fucking did it. Yeah, dude, this was um, Richie Blackmore. You know, he left Def Pur- uh, Def Purple, Deep, Deep Purple, Purple. start his own thing, um, Rainbow. Who can I recruit? Well, let's get this. Let's get Ronnie James Dio, one of the, ends up being one of the great heavy metal singers of all time. Yeah. And uh, let's fucking do this amazing album. And that's what this is. It's considered by some to be the first heavy metal album, one of the greatest heavy metal. Um, it's definitely one of the more polished ones of its time. Okay. Um, the Judas Priest one I really do like. Scorpions is okay. This is probably a little better. It's because of the polishness. Uh, I think Dio and Blackmore were probably perfectionists already at this time. They both kind of already had established kind of what was going on and what they wanted to do. Uh, but, man, one of those bands that we just don't talk about enough and probably doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I think Richie may have left a bad taste in some people's mouth. Oh, with yeah, kind of definitely. The stuff that he's done in his career. But you cannot, um, you can't deny the greatness that was Rainbow. And this was the first... This was their second album, but really where the greatness started to come out. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. agree on that point. Let's go. And we got Rambo walking around on the table. He's over here producing. He's trying to see what's <laughs> going on. He's down here, Greg. He, he's Greg, giving Greg's me direction. The, Greg doesn't have his hand down there playing with himself. He's got his hand down there petting Rambo. You guys will see more of Rambo. You guys have been wanting to see him. We're going to get more of him going on. He gave me some scratches right now. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. And you know what he's doing? He's shaking, shaking, shaking that booty. Oh, my booty God. Booty shake. Ooh, think about shaking booty. Are you talking about Ram booty? Ram booty. Yeah. Come on, Ram. Ain't hold me now. This is yeah. Rambo is, that, is, that, is a dog. Is, is that Greg singing? <laughs> Rambo takes me higher. See, you you always say uh, what uh, pina coladas is your song that you do on karaoke. <laughs> You need to you need to harness the, the, the BGs. And Come on, I'm not you that need, high. You need to limit. Yeah, yeah, you are. You could do it. I could do it. Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these, um, guys, these guys have been around forever. They were already like ten years into their career at this yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. Um, the BGs. Uh, they had great things going on during the seventies. And as much as I would, whoa, sorry guys, earthquake. Uh, uh, as much as I would love to, ah, you can't. The BGs are great. The BGs are great. Uh, I may not like the music itself, but the singing, the harmonies, the songwriting, um, the grabbing, uh, grabbing at that whatever you call it, that grabbing that carrot that's been dangled out in front of you. That's what these guys did, and they really made it. And, and they went all the way to the top. The Bee Gees, you can't deny them at all. You oh, yeah, can't. dude. It's, 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 I agree with you on everything you said, Chris, on that, man. But, you know, in 76, this was, I think, right before Saturday Night Fever. And these guys just, you know, they, they took it. I mean, they were they were doing great at the time, man. Yeah. So, Their know, stuff is awesome. I thought, I, first time I heard this, I actually thought that it was on uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, okay. So... Love it though. Love yeah, it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Ooh. Yeah. Now you're making me dream, Chris. I'm gonna weave some dreams. 
Let's weave these dreams. I'm going to have to get a dream catcher to catch them all. <laughs> um, Dreamweaver, Gary Wright. Um, I got to tell you, this was a good, fun pop song. I definitely loved it in the 70s, 76. Uh, it made some appearances in some movies. I think one of the most uh, uh, popular one was uh, Wayne's World. And, you know, same thing. Uh, the, uh, the movie may not have been great, but the soundtrack was a little better. And, you know, it still holds up today. Definitely in the Yacht Rock category. Yeah. But fun. Fun, yeah, good, it, easy rock stuff, man. It, I, it's definitely a song that will pop up in movies. It's a song that will pop up everywhere, every once in a while. And, man, I mean, it was released in 75. But guess what, guys? It didn't really make it until 72. And that's what we're going with. It hit number two yes. on the charts. This is a... One of those songs that everybody knows, everybody loves. Yeah. And it makes you think of the ones you love. makes me think of you, Greg. <laughs> and uh, I, I just can't get enough of it, man. It's a great song right here from 76. I don't know if as far as soft rock, like pure soft rock, I don't think it gets better than this right here. Yeah, definitely. And Dreamweaver at all. Yeah. Definitely great song, dude. I'm not going to lie. You ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Rambler's over there. I put beer in his dish. Yeah, look at him. Why is he stumbling? I put the beer over there. This is some Rush. Another band, dude. Another band that we just... You know, this is, I, that's one of the things I love doing, these research and doing, going and kind of... Um, investigating Investigating stuff bands we, and music and years. You start finding new bands, which mm-hmm. we have found. Albums we forgot, songs we've never heard by bands that we love, and we're like, holy shit, dude. And I'm not a huge Rush guy. I know their greatness. I know how great they are. I know that they are one of the greatest progressive rock bands of all time. Maybe the best, probably, yes. Um, I didn't I haven't listened to 2112, which is this album, and this is the 2112 Overture, which is a whole side of an album. It's like 20 <laughs> something minutes. Um and I really haven't listened to it much. It's one of those things where it's like, I know it's great. I just haven't listened to it. And you just, you just, it's almost like you accept its greatness without having to listen to it with your own ears. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's, you know, it's it's the greatest thing ever and the worst thing ever. Because I'm like, this oh, it's is great, one of those things. You, you know, you said about progressive rock, but then you also got to go back to this is also a musician's musician oh, where yeah. you're, you're listening to it where, you know, you just listen to it and you're like, this is just fucking killer. However, you want to listen to it, you know. Uh, from the guitars to the drum sounds to the to the bass lines to the keyboards it's all in there oh yeah and dude. you know all this all this sound away oh um, all this wall of music that you're listening to is from three guys and they just kicked ass and took a lot of names man definitely killer yeah dude um rush is yeah one of those greats of all time dude and, and it, it, there's not really much you can Say negative yeah, about them. No, they, no, 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 you're not seeing any. Uh, I would definitely kind of go see these guys any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Let's go to the yeah. next song. Cause we do, well, one thing I want to say quick is we haven't even gotten into it. We haven't even scratched the surface of this. You guys need to go listen to Rush 2112. It's the whole overture is the whole side of the album. It's 20 plus. It's great, dude. Go listen to it. You guys are gonna love it. Headphones on so you can hear every aspect of it. Let's go to the next song.
you know, the smooth sounds of Daryl Hall and John Oates are just killer. Like, you know, there isn't, you know, Chris, they have a super ton of great songs. And I'm glad you picked this one because this is definitely one of my favorite songs from them. Sarah Smile. Great, fun, love it. I can't express how I think that these guys are excellent songwriters. Yep. And, you know? and, 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 and everything you said is just great and, ju- and right on point. Um, these guys have done great things throughout their year. Um, and you, you can't underrate the contribution that either of these guys have made to this band. They're both songwriting. They're both doing their things, you know, inter- instrument arrangements and singing. But, man, these guys do great things, dude. I mean, how, ma- how many songs do you know by Hall & Oates? 20, 30, 40, all of them? Uh, They're all a, a great good amount, dude. dude. Uh, what do we call it? Blue-Eyed Soul. Yeah. I think that's what we're calling it. Uh, uh, Blue-Eyed Soul. Man, Daryl Hall's voice is just amazing. He has his own show. I think it's on, like, what is it, Ovation or something mm-hmm. on, on DirecTV, and he does his at uh, Daryl's house or something yeah, like I that. Think it's it's great. Daryl Hall's ranch or yeah, something. Yeah, if you can catch that show, it's great. My dad loves it. He always tries to make me watch it when I go visit. I've seen enough episodes. Um, but, man, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates, Sarah Smile, the song actually came out in um, – uh, the album it was on was in 75, but this did come out in January 76. Okay. It's one of those Strahler kind of things. Because, you know, we can hit some Daryl Hall and John Oates later. We hit them all day long. We do an episode on them if you want to. Let us know, Nation. You want some Hall and Oates? We give it to you, baby. How about that one? That was a little tentative. Let's go. Yeah. Bring me. To Led Zeppelin. I really <laughs> don't know much about this album, dude. From 1976, Presence. Yeah. Nobody's fault but mine. I'm. I'm. I. I. I don't know much about this. Now, didn't was Metaphysical Graffiti after this or before this? Before this. Before this. Okay. Yeah. So also, uh, we're going to talk about in the next one. They also released "Song Remains the Same." Uh, that's right. Sound, that's right. That, 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 that's uh, you had that on your live album yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. episode. Yeah, for sure. I said metaphysical graffiti. I meant physical graffiti. I think metaphysical graffiti is a Dead Milkman album. The Dead Milkman. No. Nice. Not bad. You know, what can you say more about Led Zeppelin? They were just, you know, kick-ass rock and rollers that played a lot of great music, a lot of great sounds. They tried not to sound the same, but they, you know, you everybody everybody in the band had a place. Robert Plant singing, Jimmy Page guitars, you know, John Paul Jones doing instruments, not just bass, keyboards, or other little things that he did, whatever he played, and Bonham on drums. These guys, oh, yeah. I thought, were just magical in that sense. So, you know, the albums that they had, they kicked, you know, they just rolled over people. Everybody's always been mesmerized. And, you know, some people love it. Some people don't. I mean, I think Chris is like in the category of, yeah, they, they play them too much or I'm tired of hearing these songs would probably fit a lot of them in there. But for this part, 1976, we're going to play Nobody's well, Fault he, But Mine. Here's the totally thing, killer. dude. Is it maybe I need to listen to this album because I've heard all that other stuff, you know, from their first four, yeah. five, six albums, yeah. and I haven't really heard anything off of this. Maybe I need to go listen to this and get some fresh zap. Yeah, sounds good, man. 
Yeah, dude, I don't mind it, dude. It sounds like them. Sounds like Led Zeppelin. Love it, dude. Yeah, are you ready to go to our last song? Sure. Are you ready? Sure, I'm ready. Here we go, guys. Last song. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. Never mind the bollocks. Here comes the Sex Pistols. Love it, dude. Love it. Um, you know, the, this was this got released right at the end of uh, right at the end of 1976. The single did. The album didn't come out uh, until 1977, early in 77. But I was like, it's very important because Sex Pistols very important band. We had to put it on here. I had to put it on here, dude. You got the Ramones kind of at one end of the 76. You got the Sex yeah. Pistols at the other end of 76. This is what I think of as punk rock. Yeah. This is what I think of. Not the Ramones. This is what I, when I hear punk rock, this is what I think of. Okay. Yeah, dude. I, I nothing to say other than Sex Pistols came out. I mean, it's... What can you say about them? This was it. They, they you know, they... Dirty streets came up from the yep. streets and yep. fought their way to, you know, goodness. And they were, they were who they were. Yep. Um, this was the first release, November '76. Uh, the album came out in um, let's see, October, 1977, October. So a whole, almost another year, dude. So they released a single. They had a bunch of other stuff going on. Then finally, they had the album. And they released it. One of those things where sometimes you make a song. Well, that's good. Let's put it out. Then they made the album, included the song on there. Um, you know, Greg, we're out of time. 1976 has to come to an end. And the end is now. And it is now. The end is now. Um, we want to thank you guys for everything you guys have, you know, been watching us on YouTube. Uh, you know, I think we're up to 10, 11 episodes there. Thank you for going to YouTube. Thank you for going to our Instagram. Thank you for going to our TikTok. Thank you for all the social media support. Spotify, Apple, everywhere you guys can download and listen to us. We love it. Thank you very much. Keep the comments coming. Keep the emails coming. Keep everything coming. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. At BigTalkCG on Twitter. Go ahead and search us out on YouTube and Facebook. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That was killer, dude. I like that, man. You almost said everything I needed to say. Anyways, guys, once again, like Chris said, thank you for listening to us. Whoever lived to us, YouTube, Spotify, Bullhorn, all the all the good fun stuff. Thank you and from the bottom of our hearts. All right, guys. This is Greg for the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya. Yeah.